Mastodon's favorite podcast right now. Way better than the Mastodon's uh, Halifax Hooligans. We are here with IQ, Dougie, the GM, so the Polar Bears, the one and only Bears. We're uh, talking some draft strategies right now, and actually the available prospects left over. Hey, Dougie, tell them about the, uh, all the uh, 17-year-olds that are going to light the world on fire. 17-year-olds are starting to pop in here and actually bring some solid relief for the future drafts coming up here. There's some 18-year-olds that got left off the sheets for some reason, and I'm not too sure why. Yeah. I said, we were just talking about that, too. Some of the ones that we would pick late fifth round, and that's... So many of these guys should have gone in the fourth round. Yeah. Quite the um, quite the interesting draft, anyways, how, how things turned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unpredictable, but uh, overall, I didn't mind it. There's a couple, you know, as things went on, there were some things that we couldn't control. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. hey, that's how life goes sometimes, right? Oh yeah, people gotta live. Oh yeah. And I, the way I feel too is, the person that gets angry first loses. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's one thing I uh, always try to keep in mind too. So. Hey, when in doubt, maintain cool. Well, yeah. If both people are unhappy, you know it's a good trade. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, Check out that link I just sent you, Jimmy. You might be interested in that one. Take a look right here. Message from the polar bears here. This is one of those WTF moments. Yeah. It may be a glitch, but it might not be. P-O-U-L. Uh, I think that's... Uh, Paul, but with a soul. Stefan. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's Pool. Pool, Stefan. I wonder what nationality that would be. It looks like Switzerland. So, Pool Stefan. Yeah. Pride of Switzerland. 6'2, 190 pounds. He's 17 years old. Right hand shot. Those attributes. Aggressive, strong, tireless, resilient, skater, passer, soft hands, checker, and a goon. Uh, he's missing. Uh, quick. I think that's the only thing he's missing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's the most sought-after draft prospect possibly ever, we're thinking. Yep. Wow. Already I... on the top 50 and everything. Yep. yep. I don't know what to say about that guy. Yeah. Now I feel there's already a few with the uh, head start going on towards it. The sweet stakes are... Uh, are heating up. Mm-hmm. That's that's quite impressive. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh this year this year the draft started out. I'm just looking at the Nico Neal was the first pick. Oh, poor Maple Ridge just got nuked on that. What was up with that anyways? Just uh mm-hmm. got that's, just the luck. That's a flin flon move. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, Definitely feel bad for Rich after all the rebuilding he's done to lose his first overall pick to a no sign. <laughs> yeah, so so we got Nico Neal is what he um then he had to trade that to Saskatoon Spectres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one thing uh But then we're able to sign him for a four year under one million dollar contract. Just under. Just under. That's that's some savvy signing there, Rich. Mm-hmm. Almost as savvy as our signing of Renee Drukin. 
That was actually, I've, I've noted that before too, possibly the best contract in the league. Uh, Blaze Lily, uh, Lily Home is mm-hmm. uh, pretty much right up there too. I think those are the yeah. top two, if not still. I haven't checked in a couple seasons here, but. Mm-hmm. Could be always risky too, you know, yeah. You don't want to do that too often or else, yeah. Oh, yeah. never. Yeah. No, you, you can't bank on a player turning out every time. Yeah. There's a couple guys, you know, they're, they're Fortune 500 picks, and there's a couple guys that are definitely risk worth taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor Saskatoon this year just suffered heartache after heartache with all the retirees they had. Oh, well, that's a shame, hey? Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm actually okay with it, but... Uh... But uh, I'm sure John understands because he was kind of wanting it, wanting it, I think, too. Well, he needs to he needs to reset the clock here because he's running out of time if he doesn't. And he's got so many guys coming up, and yeah, he'll be fine. Um, but at the same time, that's uh, easy easy selections for the Hall of, Hall of Fame committee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one plus. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I see uh, Edmonton gonna be uh, repeating. Going into the, in the finals uh, this year. See, Edmonton, you think so? Yeah, I'm. St- I'm saying Edmonton's a lock. Yeah. Yeah, Edmonton. And if Kamloops can get their Cam in order, just as good of a chance. Edmonton's new coach is uh, quite a glamorous uh, individual. Uh, stats wise, you know, he's, he's got a strut going on. He's got a. Some might say swagger. Mm-hmm. Because he's a great coach. Seems to really. Uh, really shine yeah yeah it's uh hey you had a good point with your coaches that's uh you, you play to your strengths your coach's strengths you uh build your team around the coach as well so if you're lacking some with the coach you can always pick it up with the players yeah get definitely. some extra checking or you know some extra discipline if you're mm-hmm. if you lack that so it's workable yeah, I'd like to see everybody implement four lines. I think that would go a long way. Yeah, expand on that, please. Uh, I was reading a bit about that last night. So the theory I have is if you had four lines, guaranteed you the weakest line being the fourth line may not play many minutes, but it allows, say, the second, second and third lines time against a weaker opponent as opposed to three solid lines all the time and then people just icing people for the sake of icing them you know if you're going to put players in development they need to play to develop in my opinion Mm -hmm. so if you're going to play 23 year olds on your roster you might as well play them on the ice so they know what they're doing you know proof of concept is a lot easier to trade than proof of potential yeah, that's a that's one good point on the other side of the coin as well. You can also you don't sit those those vets is one thing you you mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting a vet's terrible. As an older gentleman myself, many years, the last thing I want to do is sit on the bloody bench in the heat of the moment. Torture. At least you're getting paid if you're in the NHL. It's, uh... No one in their right mind back in the day when they thought they might actually make it to the show wanted to say, you know what? I want to get paid millions and millions of dollars to sit on the bloody bench. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Wait, what can you really provide? I mean, Stamkos is that last playoff. You think he's happy sitting in there, even though he's got cups? No, no, he's he's it's killing him inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would you rather be right now, Stamkos or Ovechkin? Personally, I'd rather be Ovechkin. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that's a cornerstone to build around. Wow, he's five more years. He's got. Oh, he'll get Gretzky. Yeah, yeah, he wants oh, yeah. it. He wants it. Yeah, he's he's not. He doesn't have the quit gene. He doesn't have that eye quit gene. He's Yager 2.0. That's fuck. That's amazing. And that's uh, dedication. That's dedication. It's the human body taking care of it too. I mean, he sure he has those, those years uh, or uh, the much publicized, you know, drinking escapades and all that. But he deserved it. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not going to take more than a year off the life. So that's fine. He's he's recovered. That guy plays hard. Yeah. Like I I love this debate about Sid and him. I I would always take Ovechkin over Sidney. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like Sidney. Don't get me wrong, but. They always say Ovechkin is a Canadian with the, or the heart of a Canadian and a Russian body. Like, he just plays the game the right way every day, in and out. Hits everybody, he'll fight, he'll do anything and everything to win. But he'll do it respectfully. Speaking of the Canadian to Russian uh, comparison, the way a player plays, I feel like lately there's a lot more Russians that have that same tenacity. That same uh, Canadian playing style. Do you kind of see that too? How it's kind of changing? That, yeah, that stereotype? I, I I definitely Hot see that we've and... gone soft as a Canadian union versus the Russian union that's gone a lot more hard nosed and hard to play against. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I appreciate the fact that we can develop such skill, but as a dad and looking what our kids are learning, I can see that what they're being taught is a lot softer of a game than even you and I grew up with, you know, like, okay. you don't hit nearly as much until, what, Pete Bantam and Midget, and only in rep at that point? It was Bantam when we um, were growing up, right? That's, um... No, it was Pee-wee they were starting to hit. Oh, shit, no, you're right, yeah. you're right, it was Pee-wee. But, but then, now, you can't even do it unless you're in rep hockey, yeah, because they've no gone really. away from teaching it. Yeah. Like, I can understand it, but... You know, it was actually kind of funny too because we played. I played house anyways. I'm not, did you play rep back in the day? Oh, I played rep almost all the time. Okay, yeah, because I was just uh, one a level under um, for the most part, and uh, I don't even really remember getting taught to check properly. Hey, probably. Oh, you know, well, people. I don't know if you were around did, for my dad much. Well, oh, your dad was dad. the best, your best, best coach, but he was uh, before my time. Like, uh, he was, um, he was my first coach. Uh, actually, and uh, I remember him very um, fondly, very vividly, uh, of being uh, first person to teach me all this the, the puck handling drills. Uh, he actually, I tried to take a slap shot one time, and he, yeah, he didn't let me do that. Nope. <laughs> yeah, so I know it's, I learned my lesson there. Maybe you gotta take a wrist shot before you can take a slap shot. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, for that reference too. Doug's dad was a hockey coach. Uh, he's Doug Smith Memorial Hockey Arena in Parksville, uh, BC, is named after Doug's dad. Absolutely, a cherished uh, figure in all of our lives. That growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good coach. You know, I. I it's funny because I would love to coach my kids right now, but the way they have the system, yeah, it's so counterproductive to the way I think about what hockey is, and I find it very difficult to allow my kid to understand that everybody is equal now everybody can play hard everybody can do the best they can Mm -hmm. but not everybody is equal you know but in teaching them that not everybody's equal you can teach them 
to accept everybody and help everyone you know mm-hmm. because there were great players that we all grew up with but to tell them that you're just as good as the next person that can't skate or can't do this or can't do that diminishes what they've spent so much on so far but teaching them to help the person that can't skate can't score can't do this and teaching them that making them be able to accomplish those things is better and more beneficial to their development okay is what needs to happen it teaches them more of a you know more of a team style play within from within to, to play well, with humility. others and, and humility, that's, humility that's very important yeah not to get too cocky not to you know to keep on working on yourself at all times and knowing how to help somebody on your team and on your line is the whole premise of playing hockey players that you can know, play you, with anybody yeah they're they're very valued uh, absolutely you know not everybody's a Pavel Bure that can just go out and do it themselves no but even then Pavel Bure still needed people to help him oh absolutely so if you teach that to your children now that yeah you can go out and do it all yourselves every night and everything you know but you're never going to be somebody you know you're going to turn into Jack Eichel nobody wants to play with you mm. Yeah, it's uh, that's a sad situation right now. It's getting a little better apparently. It's a little light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. They don't even let, let them use have a surgery or something like that. In Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That's like, come on, man. You know. That's Cody Hudson 2.0. Yeah. Well, he had some mixed misdiagnoses there too. It's it's always risky when you know they're protecting their asset and and uh, yeah, the new the new uh, agents and all that. They seem to be working out and getting some some stuff done. And I believe in Eichel. I'm a big fan of Eichel, actually. Uh, I'm not really? sure. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, the, no, I'm not. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I've always I like the way he he makes the game look so easy. His skating style looks, it seems effortless. Uh, it's uh, it's, uh, it's he, different. He's not yeah. he's not Connor McDavid. There's no no comparison in my mind. There's different styles, absolutely. Um, I you know I would actually I would actually say Eichel and Matthews are better comparables. Um, yeah, that's, I'd be a bit more on that bubble. Yeah, it's, uh, and I and I would also say if Eichel had more of the help like Matthews had with Marner and in, in Toronto. Uh, Marner is a Hey, well, he has been. I mean, uh, and we're we're Canucks fans getting into the Toronto talk too, right? And well, sure, no, the, uh, no, no. that's Marner's good. That's good. Bust. You look at what his point production is when he gets into the pressure situations. Mm-hmm. He is a bust. He's a great hockey player. Don't get me wrong. I would have loved Vancouver to draft him back in the day. Well, but you look at what he has to do. Try and you know do every day. I'll take Bo any day of the week and twice on Sundays. And he's only a fucking supposed second-line center if he's lucky at that because he can't skate. Yeah, it's interesting, too, with the with their respective roles with Horvat and Matthews. Horvat's more of like he's an initiator. He needs to finish as well a little more. Um, Mar- Marner's a playmaker. I think that's uh, pretty much what he would be characterized as with Matthews being the the finisher. I'm so thinking, here's a question. Who would yeah. you take? Marner or Pedersen? Oh, they Pedersen. are both the most comparable. Mm. They're both skinny. They both have barely anything on their bones. Yeah. They're both playmakers, but they're both supposed to be paid to do the job. Oh, LES is in a different um, 
Ellis is Elias is more well, you know, he's got it all. You know, he's more well rounded. But, but again, supporting cast aside, you think about it, he's got TJ, uh, Besser. Yeah. You know, you look at the supporting cast; it's fairly even. They've got Mark uh, Matthews, and mm-hmm. he's got Quinn. But you look at the supporting cast, like Marner for Pedersen. Who would you pick? Yeah, it's, it's still tough too. Uh, the playoff. Let's talk about the playoff uh, round with uh, Toronto. This, mm-hmm. this this past one with uh, Toronto Montreal. I guess it would have been. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Marner. Marner, he didn't really show up. Uh, Matthews, I think, was injured, uh, so that's that didn't help him. Neither, of, I think, uh, Zach Hyman was the big, you know top scorer or something like some crazy like that, right? But um, you get them well, both healthy. You get them both healthy next year. No, Edmonton. What's that? Oh there's yeah. Another person that's gonna be a dud. Yeah, it's tough to say. Hey, I mean, I'd be surprised if he really did excel. Um, it's a different situation. He could, he could be. He's never been a huge skill guy, right? He's been more of like a grinder type. He's um, been a grit guy. Supporting score. You know, grit guy that's yeah. been able to be in the right spot and just stand there. Which is great for for McDavid and, and Drysaddle. You know, mm-hmm. that's um, that could be their guy right there. It's like a Cassian with a little. Uh, a little more brains and a little more speed, you know, but, uh, and a little, a little less balls, you know, but, uh, hey, a little more hymen, um, yeah, let's take what you can get. Well, I, I think Edmonton would have been better served to go out and get somebody like Jack Eichel. Well, they really do. Absolutely, uh, Eichel would be amazing, uh, to have Vancouver. I no, get no, no. Edmonton. Edmonton would have been better served to get Eichel. Okay, you got me excited then, then there. Hyman. Sorry, then Hyman. Oh, yeah. Hyman, I, it's too late in the game. Can you imagine Eichel and McDavid together, though? And and Dreisaitl one line. Well, you think about it. It takes Dreisaitl and it makes him either a second-line center with Eichel or a first-line winger with McDavid. Mm-hmm. They take your pick. Your poison is your poison. Break the bank for that. Like, that combo is right there just sets Edmonton up for days. Yeah, I would, I would leave Eichel on second line uh, center and keep Drysaddle and McDavid, right? Most or likely. you have a first play, power play unit of Eichel, McDavid, and Drysaddle. Yeah, add, add Barry, add Nurse, you know? Just all around ouch. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, that's They're going to win a cup in the next uh, three years, Edmonton? I'd say. Edmonton. No. Edmonton ain't going anywhere. Yeah, I think so though. Uh, McDavid won't have it on any other way. He's he's McDavid, he's got a lot of he's got a lot McDavid of. McDavid uh, was smart. He cashed in his chips when he could. Yeah. You look at somebody like um, Nathan McKinnon, who repeatedly takes a lower contract to make his team competitive. That's a guy that's going to win a cup. That's the guy that deserves to win the cup. He's not breaking the bank because he wants to win where he's at, and he wants to win with the group of guys that's around him. McDavid cashed his chips in, and kudos to him. He's a fucking fantastic hockey player. He, he left money on the table too, right? Oh, yeah, but the guy doesn't allow the team to do anything. Same as Toronto with Matthews and Martin. Same thing that's going to happen in Vancouver with Pedersen, Quinn Hughes, Brock Besser, and everybody else. Like They're breaking the bank to get money instead of repeatedly winning championships, solidifying themselves, 
working on their brand as a player as opposed to making money you know if they if ep40 worked on his branding as opposed to trying to break vancouver's bank he'd probably make more money on branding than he would make in the nhl Pedersen could be a magician, fuck, you know, he could be a DJ when he wants. I'm sure he's multi-talented. See him on a unicycle, you know? Who knows? I mean, the sky's the limit. Well, and, and there's something, I think it's Akil Thomas that was in one of the junior ranks who'd started up his own branding um, sportswear. Mm-hmm. And him and his buddy had started it and he started doing it as a marketing ploy to build his brand well now he's drafted not far out of the show and he's already got a brand established they've got hats they got shirts they got everything and he's making a bank roll on that and he doesn't have to worry about what his contract is yeah, he's gonna, making bank on everything he sells we're gonna see a we're, lot more youth doing that uh, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, we're gonna see a lot more youth not. doing that <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a the transition that we're seeing now. It's going to keep on happening more and more. Absolutely, Kucherov even got got uh, you know that beer sponsorship. It's a changing league. That's I think that was cool. You see that uh, interview with Kucherov? Yeah, except the, there, there's a side shot with him with a different brand of beer behind the. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm little, sure. So. Yeah, that's uh. It, it's all, all, it's all bullshit in the end. As they say, Coochie's got some explaining to do. But he showed some charisma. I, I like, I like seeing that. I like, I like the human, human side of the NHLers. I like yeah. it when they show humanity. I don't like it when they're these pompous pricks. Well, yeah, no, it's, um, there, there are limits, um, to it. You know, um, yeah, like the, the comment he made about, uh, he didn't know the goalie's name that won the. MVP or whatever, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was uh, Marc Andre Fleury, uh, mm-hmm. but he said, you know, Vasilevsky deserved it. Uh, that's a, that was a little bit, a little bit much, but again, it's kind of a show. I think he uh, he's playing it up a lot. Uh, yeah, which was he, he did a, he did a good job, I think, uh, on that. He, I don't think he's really like that in, in real life, but maybe no, he is. Heat of the moment, winning the cup, winning yeah. where he's positioned. You know, he's gonna say what he needs to say he, to feel good. It's actually um, funny you mentioned, uh, or, or funny that Kucherov came up too. He's, he had a six point nine million dollar contract there too, eh? Yeah, to sit on the bench for the whole season, and then all of a sudden, magically at playoff time, he's fantastically good to go. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, to told mechanic. Would they would have been eighteen mil over the cap if it counted? Yeah, just great timing. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did have a problem with was if you look at Vasilevsky and you look at Carey Price and you look at their stats of body fat and body weight, mm-hmm. why is Vasilevsky twice the size in pads than Carey Price? I haven't noticed that. I'll have to take a look. Like, yeah. Oh, I'll see if I can find. I'm actually look. Yeah, I'm, uh, I got my computer and, here too. Oh. And Vasilevsky handshake. Oh, look at that! It's a YouTube. Yeah, app. yeah. Send Images. it over, buddy. Images. Oh, let's go with this one. This is this is legit. Let's go. Copy link address. Mr. Jimmy Clare coming in on Facebook. Hot off the presses. 
there's some controversy there. So this camera angle, for the first one, kind of looks like, right? That could be the case. Well, I'm sending you another one. Alright. That second one is not much disputing the uh, goalie gear. Oh, okay. So there's body, body fat caliber testing and all that was done as well? Oh, who knows? I'm just trying to look up. Carry price is listed on the Habs website apparently at 22063. Mm-hmm. And that looks good, I believe, is 6 foot 6. Vess is 6'3", 225. Is that what uh, they're listing? That's what the Lightning have them as listed Interesting. as. An Interesting. Inch, an inch taller and five pounds heavier. And in that hmm. picture, it looks like freaking... Uh, what's his name in Princess Bride? The, oh, Andre, the, Gi- Andre the Giant. Andre, Andre the Giant. Yeah. Inconceivable. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you mean to tell me that the NHL is cracking down on Goldie Gears expansion? Well, see, you're talking the goalie gear, yes. Uh, I do remember, though, um, which site was it um, that you saw the height and weight? Because I do remember Vesslifty drafted. NHL.com. Okay, I'm going to take a look at HockeyDB right now, and I'll, I'll see if there's any difference. There could be some discrepancies. Um, but unless he shrunk, which he, I don't know, it's... Six foot six was the height I remember him as uh, in his draft year. Actually, yeah. I could be, of course, I could be, um, could be wrong on that. But I think there's a little he, more. He has him listed at six point zero three. Yeah, that's... Maybe Carey Price's lower body uh, heavy. No? No, to me, that just looks like lots of padding on one and lots of little padding on another. Yeah. And the time I did see Bassey in, you know, live in Vancouver, he didn't move all that much. That looks pretty fucking... Yeah. (laughs) One looks a lot more inflated than the other. Yeah. And hey, you know, if you can cheat the system to win, great, you know. If you could, or sorry, not cheat, if you can exploit the system, well, go for it. Then what happens, I, I wonder, it's, then it's almost like uh, the UFC testing, you, uh, you know, before and after a match, it's testicle is equipment and, you know. Well, it's just, just be standard issue. This is what you can allow, this is what you're allowed from the NHL, this is what your supplier is allowed to give you. Yeah. If you're caught without it, you get, you know, you get a ten-game suspension. Is there a ten, you know, ten game, something like that? Is that? I don't know. What they, I don't know what they've gone to. But oh, okay. I was thinking even uh, in the playoff round, something like an illegal curve, the old illegal curve, Marty McSorley situation. That could be dead. That could be uh, crucial as well. But they don't test sticks anymore. They don't, eh? Mm-mm. It's been a while since you've seen one of those for sure. I remember seeing well, one of those. 
I remember seeing Ovechkin in the backstage heating up his blades and curving them the way he wants. Yeah, yeah. banana curves or whatever. Well, I don't know if it's banana curves, but just taking whatever the stock image they give him and just bending it a little bit the way he wants it because they won't form it or whatever. Okay. But who knows, right? You ever mess around with those like extreme curve sticks? And... Oh God, no. No. You're you're more of a flat curve kind of. Uh, I'm a little bit of an even curve. I yeah. like it all the way along. Yeah. It was a Messier curve back in the day that my dad used that I started using with him. And even Bauer had one. I don't know if it was a Murray curve or what it was, but it was just nice and even, nice and steady. It was always reliable. It was perfect. Right on. See, I, I do used... remember one time when we were uh, younger, I was refereeing a game against my dad's men's team. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had, what was it, Toronto or Montreal's old pros in? It was Toronto. And one guy came out with a double-ended stick, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? He's got left on one side and right on the other. What? Oh, yeah. No, I haven't even heard of that. That's cool, mm-hmm. though. Oh, yeah. I was like 12 or 10, 11 or something, and the guy, the guy in net actually caught the puck, kicked it out of the end zone, and that was back or in the end zone, the defensive zone back when two-line passes were still a thing. Yeah. Kicked it out, and the guy picked it up off center, and I blew it down, they all came over. I'm 11 and 12 looking at these 40, 50, 60-year-old guys, and I'm like, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, it was a two-line pass. What do you expect me to do? So this must have been like the Heritage game or the um, alum- oh, yeah, alumni yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are always fun. Yeah, but be- imagine being 11 and 12 years old and some... <laughs> old yeah. NHL pro comes over to you and he's like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, no, do that fast. <laughs> stand. Try to stand your ground as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just skated away. Did that the puck skated away. I'm going to look fast enough then. Oh, yeah, you, well, you always, you probably had better jets than some of those guys. Oh, yeah. yeah that was a fun time. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm just more, as I get older, learning about um, proper kinesiology when it comes to skating. Um, that's one thing I I never really there's a, got. There's a proper way to skate? Please inform me. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, my, uh, I feel like my fundamentals were just a little bit off. Um, well, it's like you're six foot six. What else do you expect? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So even things like um, sprinting, now a proper sprinting to get, you know, you learn certain body mechanics, certain balance. And, uh, Jimmy, you're not Hussein Bolt. <laughs> I can be anything I want to be. That's No, you can't. You can't be a unicorn. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to be a unicorn, though. No, neither would I. Yeah. <laughs> all right well we got way off draft topic strategy i think so but uh, it was getting interesting um you know for a bit and then uh i'm just looking at vasilevsky's height i'm just so enthralled in that mm. so you still think edmonton's gonna be a contender this year right not this year um this year they're gonna pick it no, up no no the tghl and Oh, that those guys, they're gonna be um, the team to beat. Really? Yeah. Not just because of um, well, 
their coach, but uh, because of their overall solid team, uh, they were even last year. They were they made the finals, mm-hmm. and you know they I think they beat uh, Saskatoon with one game. It was four games to one, but you know it really could have gone either way too. You know it wouldn't be I wouldn't have been surprised if they won last year, um, but they you know gradually. Um, you know, gradually got better and better, and yeah, the same team they've had. They've they got the goalie. They got Oberg. Oberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna pick Darren for the finals and for our, um, you know, for our conference. It's uh, it's gonna be a little more wide open. It's gonna be Calgary. He's gonna be up there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it could be Darren, Darren and uh, David. Darren and David. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, I'm gonna give you an outside chance of. Uh, of getting in there too, Dougie. Yeah. So that's a, that's a dark horse right there. You're, See, you're in got, it here. I don't know. See, I got you in the top five for sure. Okay. Yeah. Same as Sask. They're they're hard to do. They're hard to dupe out. Freeport's taking a dive because of new ownership. Moose Jaw's never anything to worry about. I like Freeport's new owner. No, he's, uh, well, I he's, do, but he, he's, he's more friendly to the than the last one. Stage. He's gonna he's gonna build up prospects, which is smart. Yeah, you know, it's after the couple years of of being away, he's he's trying to do it right, make sure everything's copacetic. Yeah, Moose Jaw is just in a holding yeah. pattern as per usual. Yeah, go Corey. Yeah, yeah. Stroud seems to just kind of do his thing. Surprise! Last year was uh, was. Mount Pearl, they came out of nowhere. They uh they kind of made a push in the playoffs, eh? Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, like did they make the second round or the semifinals? Oh wait a minute, I'm looking at the wrong conference. So, yeah, they were up there in the top. So last oh, okay, year. oh with wins, I see. Yeah, yeah. Kelowna will be at the bottom as per usual. Pembroke could be solid. I think it'll be. Me, Pembroke, you, Sask, and Calgary. After that, it's crapshoot. I think Winnipeg's going to be another year rebuilding or two. Freeport will be down to the bottom. MJB and Kelowna, sadly, will be always at the bottom because they will not not allow themselves to upgrade in certain positions. See, I would like to throw this podcast eventually too as one of the mediums anyways I'd like it, people to watch this um, so we could all get better and learn maybe there's some things that we're missing oh, 100%. and uh, if we're way off base on our TJHL um, talk I would like to be pointed pointed you know that be pointed out so we could address it in the next one you know, you know what I mean um, oh yeah 100% like I would love to help the owner Kelowna I yeah. I I, he's a great guy. He tries his best, but he he'll live and die by the sword he creates, right? Well, I think too, it's engagement as well. Like we, it's it's a community we're building, and mm-hmm. and it's uh it's a great community. I I figure Trevor and Amanda have the dream a dream couple. They're a dream couple. So I, I wish oh, yeah. I had a woman that yeah. you know, like oh I, yeah, <laughs> I, I would marry her in a heartbeat if she was into TJ TJ Joe. Wow. Oh yeah. It's, Trevor's uh, got it. My kind Trevor's of lady. got it made unless he screws up, and then he'll just rake him over the coals. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, that'd be that's just that's this TTHL makes life more fun. That's uh. Why do we have the cheater in our division? Say that again. 
Why do we have the cheater in our division? Oh, this cheater. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, that's just. I think, I think that cheater should rotate between the divisions. That that would be fun. He could if he really wants. I don't know. Maybe he can. Or maybe he will. Maybe he already has. We just haven't noticed. Uh, he's always up to something. Flynn Flon. Flinny Flonny Flammers. Yeah, the Flynn Flammers. Yeah, I, I think Cal Calgary's got a solid, solid team. Again, they're overpaying for young guys to get them, to control them for a number of years and hope that they can build that cup team. I'm going to take a look at Calgary right now and see what they have. Let's see. It seems, uh, you know, they always have high skill. That's, mm -hmm. that's good. They're getting their goaltenders. That's uh, one thing I noticed. Yeah, yeah, they got a couple good goalies. They got McIntyre and Sackick. So that's uh, I don't, I don't, I can't think of a better goalie tandem to, you know, for the next four or five years, than that in the league. Yeah, but they gotta, they gotta win. Yeah, it's um, seems you gotta win to be to be successful here. Come on. Yeah, and it's the chemistry, I believe. Um, that's part of it. Having all these young guys, I think the. High skill drafts weren't all they get. were, you know, didn't feel they're cracked up to be. You know, people overrated those. Skill is skill is, you know, fleeting if it's not combined with chem. Yeah, I, even, I would agree completely. You and, know, just because a guy's got seven stats at 17 or 18 doesn't mean he's gonna have the chem to back it up. Yeah. I think we should but do. Then, then you're gonna get hamstruck at 23 when you can't put him down to the farm to let him develop because it, you'd lose him. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's where you gotta start start playing them if you if you can, you know, in pro. And and that's where I think a lot of the you know the lower teams get screwed. They they have all these wonderful talents, mm -hmm. but they can't play them because they just destroy their team. But then they just sit on the bench and they don't accumulate anything as the potential to increase. Like they can't gauge those prospects. Yeah, it, and it could be fairly disheartening as well if, uh, if that happens. So then you lose interest in it, and then you just, you know, even no matter, you can still try, you still put some effort in, but it's it's not going to be as fun for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I can see how that could be a trap, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But then again, that would be a good opportunity to trade for some vets and to, to also get uh, some of the known chem guys too, to balance things mm -hmm. out, keep a select. Select a few guys. Mm -hmm. So, one transaction that was uh, recent with Calgary, Nikolay Sherapianov. So, that's, uh, he's a 28 year old center. It's one guy I've kind of had an eye on, but I haven't been interested in because I feel that this guy, at least I had felt, Calgary's proven us wrong with the uh, on this uh, point I'll make here. But uh, I don't think he, I didn't think that he was a good chem guy. Or he was able to put up the points. See, Duke was like another guy I kind of thought that on. I wasn't too sure on him, but Calgary, Calgary made that happen last year. Uh, to him. I was actually interested in Duke before Calgary got him. You, you I, were was, I was I was really interested in reach out and, and talk to the owners of Duke there and just see if there was something to work out because I thought he might be a legitimate third line guy. Okay, what made you think, um, was it numbers-wise, his juniors, his junior numbers uh, that also contributed, or was it the um, the higher skill 
Uh, yeah, I think it was just a consistency. Like it was always consistent. Stats wise. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, yeah just, so. it was just consistency. You know, it, in in juniors it was nice and consistent. It was even. Even though he had to be the guy, he was consistent. First year he got a pass just because, you know, he was young. Nobody wanted to play with him. Nobody or play against him. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But when he got traded to Kingston, he had to be the guy, and he still put up points. And even when he went over into farm, he was he was solid. He played and he put up points every day. But then again, suffering from the 23-year-old syndrome, he got stuck in Ottawa for four years and barely got played. Yeah. And still, when he had the opportunity, the fifth year with Calgary, he put up 46 points. Yes, he had. I think too with um, Josh, Josh, call him Josh, Tim. Um, mm-hmm. He was a new GM at the time, and I feel maybe you know he's a good learner as well. I've, I found that he's always asking questions, and he's uh, he he's got a good mind for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think he's done a great job as GM, but he's it's, there is a learning curve for that kind of thing. Yeah, I think he could have played Duke and uh, been successful. It's just when you start out, I was the same way. Johnny was the same way. Uh, he was saying that he doesn't even know. We don't really know who to play and why we should play them if they're young. And um, we just know what we've been told and uh, find our own way eventually, right? Yeah. Look, we look back and sometimes we say, hey, well, we should have done this, should have done that. One well, the proof is yeah. in the pudding. If the guy's playing on the farm and he's almost a point-of-game player, mm-hmm. Chances are, when you put him up into the pro, he's gonna do well for you. Depending on yeah. the the overall team that he was on and comparable to his other team. Um, the guys cool. playing yeah. 22, 21 minutes a year on a crap team, minus 18, minus 10, but still putting up 41 to 46 points. It's not the team. It's he's doing it all himself. He just gets stuck out on the ice. He like there's nowhere to go. He's putting up 400 checks given and 300 checks avoided. Like, yeah. it's not him. It's the team. Yeah, if you could, if you could do both, if you could have good, um, good even amounts of the, the checks, CHG and CHA. That's uh, that's a great indicator right there. Plus all the other, uh, you know, intangibles, all the other, uh, you know, different categories. Well, you look at Druken, our superstar. Mm-hmm. His first year in junior, he had 60 points. Second year, he had 43. Third year, he had 52. Yeah. Then he came up to the Polar Bears. He had 18. Then he had 36. Then he had 33, 27. He had 15 in four, in season 41 with a minus 48. Why? Because we were still learning the system. And then he went back up. He had a 23-point season. Then last year, he put up 38. Now he's a superstar. Yeah. He's got an overall of minus 151. Yeah, it is important. I guarantee he's going to break that out, real no problem. Yeah, that's just growing with your team as well and growing with the cam of your team, and he's only getting better. It is important uh, when you see those anomalies to really, I mean, it takes extra time, it takes extra effort, but that's how you really find out and, and get, a, get a better feel for this player. Is uh, if I were, hey, there's a reason for that, was there a reason for those numbers? Or was it no. was it him, or do you dismiss him? Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we're talking about your new guy as well, uh, 
that's you've had his first what's his name again? Uh, Sergachev. Sergachev, yeah. The, the surgeon. He's uh oh, he's got, yeah. is that four assists now or is he has he got a goal? Uh he's just two assists, but he's got four big heads. Okay. Dude's a, dude's a stud. Yeah. Yeah, he looked like a very solid player. Again, like you said, consistent throughout his junior career. And yeah, he's, he's twenty two. No, he's 19. Oh, he's 19. I, you know, he plays so well. I thought I missed him for a 22-year-old at least. I think he's 19. Hang on a second. Pulling up the roster. I think you're right. I think you're right. No, he's 20. Pardon me. He's 20. Drafted the 8th overall in season 42. Okay, we were both wrong. Mm-hmm. You're closer, though. No. Typical for me. Mikhail Sergachev is another uh, kind of guy that's kind of up and down right now too he's i know we're switching back to tampa bay um but uh yeah that's those those circuit chaps you know they're i I still think he's got a good good future too um yeah yeah he's looking at getting some extra training for sure but then again if you're playing with headman uh it's kind of like playing with drukin yeah you know so it's headman's the best player on the the tampa bay lightning he's their most important Mm -hmm. player that's uh, I think I, I, that's my opinion, anyways. But uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, if you're playing with Jukin, uh, is that uh, is your guy Sergeyev playing with Jukin right now? No. Okay, good, good, because that's gonna give up better, you know, make him make him work for it a bit, you know. Well, and the thing is, Jukin's earned the respect and earned the the ability to to pick the guys he wants to play with. Sergey comes in, new guy on the block, you know. He's got to prove it. He's got to. He's got to put that hard work in. He's got to displace those bets and and make it happen. Absolutely. I got this new player that uh, I traded this game. His name is Jimmy Claire. Uh, so he's a new left wing, 18. He does zero zero attributes. Mm-hmm. So this kid, Jimmy Claire, his name is. Uh, he gets a roughing penalty right off the bat, right first first period. Sounds like, a, sounds like a Jimmy Claire move. Oh, well, yeah. He's, he's pretty much just on instinct. He just goes out there and, you know, uh, rookie mistakes, rookie mistakes, we'll mm-hmm. say. But then another roughing penalty, right? In the third mm-hmm. period. So, man, gets an assist. Gets an assist somehow. So, okay, good job, kid. You're in the pros mm-hmm. now, right? Uh, then he goes... It's a delay of game minor three minutes later. Oh, rough. Yeah, so what do we do with the kid? Uh, I'm gonna set him down on the farm, I think. Um, you know, he had an assist, he had his little, uh, little time in the sun and played mm-hmm. with a couple of, I mean, played with Cyphers and played with Carbono. Played with those mm-hmm. two guys, I mean, uh, even. You gotta uh, produce, you gotta produce. Yeah, anybody can put up numbers with those guys, you know, so. Yeah, you gotta cut. You gotta make some cuts too. You gotta get under that cap and a lot of tough moves as a TJHL GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah some cuts are coming up here pretty quick with the uh, IQA. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Gotta fit under that bloody cap. Yeah, let's see. Take a look at the waiver wire right now. We got Kendall Ryan. That's uh, heel pass. Mm-hmm. John Gabriel Cotes. 24-year-old. Let's see. Is he any good? Ah, no, he's not On worth On the it. decrease, fifth, fifth round pick. Yeah, he's not worth taking. 
Yeah, you'll, you'll go through. Stroud does have, um, I will advertise, he does want to trade prospects. Um, he wants some defensive prospects. He has forward prospects. Uh, yeah, available for straight swaps. I will say, I will advertise, I would hear Connor's a dream to trade with. Uh, he's, oh, yeah. he's one of my favorites. Uh, you know, just... He'll, uh, he'll come up with some good ideas and talk through things through when he's online. Uh, he does work a job that is time intensive that sometimes is sporadic. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But hey, when he's when he's around, uh, Connor, I'd uh, recommend trading with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's made a pretty good with pretty good one with him too. I've got uh, hot off the presses. Santa's mop wants a trade. Oh yeah. Um, where'd you hear that? Did he tell Agent you? He just emailed me. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? It's it's funny. Um, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Uh, Vitaly Mott. Uh, Vitaly Mott is his son, right? I just mm. dra- uh, Johnny drafted him, and I was able to pick him up at the draft. Um, so his son Vitaly is playing for Halifax. I think. Interesting. We, yeah, I think maybe that's a distant issue. We would love to have him back. Um, as a matter of fact, I just wrote an article. I submitted an article. Uh, yeah, I don't even think it's on UHS yet. No, it's not. Um, but um, it'll it'll provide a little more of the story. I think that. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I was trying to kind of be mum, mum on that. I was trying to not to say much until you know it was official. But modern brought, wants out. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Modern not. Uh, he's valuable though. He's still he's 30 years old. Yeah, I, he's got some teeth in there. That's for sure. Yeah. So I, I give up. Uh, what are you looking for, anyways, uh, in terms of trade? We do a little trade chatter, chatter right now. Why not? Uh, let's have a look here. What's, what what does the hooligans have that I'm interested in? That's what you got to look at. You look at anybody on my team and. Uh, you gotta get the intro the See, we want somebody down on the farm because Modder's down on the farm. We don't want to break the bank here. Not necessarily. We want to make it amicable for everybody. I'm okay giving you a pro player, pro style player. I mean, uh, Mott's got uh, pro style play. With my team, he's got good camp with my team, and he's got good article skills. He's got uh, charisma. It's an extra mm-hmm. factor, so it provides value. Mm-hmm. The fans love it. Uh, it brings it puts butts in seats. Butts in seats are always good. Absolutely, got to sell out. Well, sell it in the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I never sell out in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. What is Brennan McKee bringing to the table these days? Ooh, um, you interested in McKee, are you? Hmm. He's, he he's been an IQA guy a few times. Yeah, actually, um, McKee is excellent. He's uh, he's currently my second liner. Um, uh, he is on the table. You know, uh, he's it's a uh, it's a possibility. Let's see, I'm gonna take a look. He's 1.4. What's Mott's salary offhand? Do you, um. Oh, I can pull that up pretty quick. Thank here. you. Modder is. 
1.9 by 4, but he's on the farm, so I'm sure it's 50%. Okay, and his attributes, um, what are they? Why would I tell you that? Mm -hmm. that, that? That just diminishes my trade asset here. Well, I'll share my key with you if you... He's got sex without goon. No goon. That's fine. No goony goon. Yeah, that's, all, that's pretty much how I remembered him. Let's see. I just gotta go really um, easier on my uh, habit of scouting off the bat, you know? Yeah. So eventually, it's expensive. Yeah, you just scout people you don't even care about. You're just like, hey, uh, whatever this guy's all about. And he gets, you know, for no reason. And it's like, ah, oh, it's about a half a mil. I just paid for that. It's not really fair. So, yeah. We could do it. We could do a. Uh... A bit more of a swap. I'd be willing willing to let go go of uh, Carter Secord there. You know what? I'm happy with McKee for Vermont. Fuck it. Do one for one, straight up. Just to uh, to show you, because Mott's gonna be a roster player for me. And McKee, I'm already deep in um, right wing. So mm. let's uh, let's go McKee for Mott, and then we'll consider that a. Uh, you know, for, uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, no. I'm game for that. All right on, buddy. Yeah, so you want to send it? Sure. Cool. So that was a live trade, ladies and gentlemen. Well, lady and gentlemen. Maybe there's some uh, non-TJHL ladies that are also listening. That would be excellent. Right on. Mm-hmm. This is fantasy Mod hockey mostly. For McKee. Done. Right on. So I'm really looking forward to have Mod back so I can start writing some articles more. Mm. Mod, Mod or not? Yeah. Father and son reunited. I don't know about that, Jimbo. One's 30, one's 22. Math just doesn't work. Oh, no, it works. It works. It's, uh, Mod was a young bloomer. He was great at arm wrestling. Uh, he was an eight-year-old arm wrestling champion, mm. and uh, like that's one reason why he won. Uh, yeah, so he was already producing, uh, you know, young Mots at uh, nine. Oof. Yeah. Rough life being a dad at nine. No, oh, yeah, no. He's he's had to, he's had to, he was okay. He could handle it. He's sad as Mott. Mm. Just a little sandy in there. Yep. Oh yeah. If you don't believe him, just ask him. He's uh, he's the cream of the crop for the uh, DJHL. Fair enough. He taught McKee everything he knows. <laughs> so apparently, uh, this uh, this new uh, Vitaly mod is a better arm wrestler than Zanis mod. So that's uh, it's gonna be a father son showdown for that. I look forward to that video. Yeah. I could make it a bit of an animated video. Gonna view that trade and accept it or what? Let's see here. Let's refresh. View trade. So it's Sandismont for Brendan McKee. You have yourself a deal. Yeah, Mod's the younger Fine one. Deal. Two years. Yeah. Alright, cool. Well, I'm stoked. Me too. So, so, uh, Dougie, anything else you want to say to uh, end off this podcast? No, no, not at all. 
been a good time, been a lot of fun. Glad to have the online live trade. All right, brother. Yeah, let's have you back another time soon to talk some more hockey. Sounds good. All right. You take care, Jimbo. Yeah, you too, Dougie. Ciao. So this has been episode two of the Facts Hooligans podcast. Eventually we'll have theme music, more guests, entrance music, maybe even parody themes like Fikir Secure, Sekadu, uh, Thaxi Boy. Yeah. Uh, I'll edit that out later. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you.